Hi-ho, tutor-minded people. It's Philadelphia Carey for Tudor Time Machine. The word I share with you this week is jangling. And so, as you know, I most revere a fair-minded and dutiful lady of court, and I will never approve the jangling talk about Lady St. Lo, for some say she has not one man who woos her, not two men. Those with their jangling may say she has as many as five, nearly even seven, and not men who woo in a courtly way. It is the sort of talk that should damn those janglers to hell. Jangling? How now, Tudor Files, what think you? If you're new here, I'm Gage. I'm Jessica. And we're here with Philadelphia Carey for Tudor Word of the Week. Don't miss a word and listen to the Tudor Time Machine Story Project. Jessica reads a chapter of Time's Riddle, and then my dear friends discuss the history behind the mystery. How diverting! So subscribe on YouTube and give me a like. Thank you so much for listening. We want to thank Feedspot for naming our podcast one of the top 10 Tudor podcasts on the web, number two to be exact. Tudor Files are an amazing bunch. Every one of you has the wit of Rosalind and the heart of Cordelia. Philadelphia, can you give us the spelling of jangling our word of the week? It is spelled J-A-N-G-L-I-N-G. And it means idle talking or gossiping. Or in a more serious way, slanderous conversation. That is serious. Well, it could be used seriously. Elizabeth I used it when she dismissed Parliament in 1567. Why? Why did she use it? Was she angry? Indeed she was, and for good reason. Parliament was debating in her succession, who should come after her, and she did not like that. Since she was unmarried, it seems like a reasonable question. I mean, after all, in 1567, how long had she already been queen? For nearly ten years, she had ruled with grace. But my dear Gage, you must remember that during Henry VIII's time, to talk of this succession was treason and could have your head chopped off. Elizabeth was crowned when she was 25, and at this time she was in her 30s, which is a perfect age to have children. And yet, one must be married if one is to have a legitimate heir to the throne of England. Philadelphia, do you think she should have gotten married? It is the duty of a queen, but she must not be pushed and prodded. And I believe it was not the talk of marriage that sent her into a rage. Well, if it wasn't the talk of marriage that peeved her, what was it? The Parliament openly debating whether Mary Queen of Scots or Lady Catherine Grey would be a better successor to Elizabeth while she was living. Indeed, tis so, and was most monstrous. And some of the lords openly supported the Queen of Scots, and some openly supported Lady Catherine Grey, and Elizabeth would not have this sort of talk. But it was a legitimate consideration. Well, I mean, particularly if you consider she had smallpox in 1562, and she almost died, and the Parliament was concerned there would be a civil war if something happened to her when there was not an actual heir named. But let's be honest. Even if there were an heir named, there could have been a civil war. It seems that the most peaceful transfer of powers is between immediate family, such as if, if she had a child. Once if cousins and aunts and uncles get involved, it's all much messier. King Henry VIII, Elizabeth's father, was determined to do his duty and have a male heir, and indeed he did succeed, 
and we all cheered when King Edward took the throne, although I did not admire how King Edward was got. That is a story unto itself. But our Queen Elizabeth did not allow a discussion of who would come after her. Who would you have preferred to be queen after Elizabeth if you had to choose? Catherine Grey or Mary Queen of Scots? I would have preferred that my great Queen Elizabeth lived forever. But I shall admit that Lady Catherine Grey would be the best of the two. I can see that. All three of the Grey sisters were very involved at court, and Jane Grey, Catherine Grey's older sister, she was named to the throne by Edward, and she was the nine-day queen, so I guess there's precedence for the Greys. And also, all the Grey sisters were very well educated. Dearest Gage, I do not care for those things. The Greys were simply more English. Mary, Queen of Scots, has a French stink about her. She was educated in France. She lived there most her life. And she travelled to Scotland, where she is barely English at all. I believe she may think her private thoughts in French, and she writes in French. I do not wish a French Catholic lady on the English throne. But even Henry VIII wrote to Anne Boleyn in French. Precisely nothing good comes from the French. Catherine was hardly ideal. She had already married a high peer by 1567, and she was married without telling Elizabeth, and that made the marriage an act of treason. And Elizabeth was furious at her, so there's no way, frankly, she could really be a choice. I'm sure Elizabeth thought that debate was absolutely inappropriate. I agree. And of course, someone who was in the line of succession had married without his okay, Henry would have had that person executed. Elizabeth did try to keep Catherine and her husband apart by imprisoning them separately, but they still managed to have two children, both boys, which must have been a big rub for Elizabeth. Whether we like it or not, having a boy was very important to the people of the time. And Mary, Queen of Scots, also had a son around this time. I think the fact that these women had children played a big part in why Elizabeth didn't want to name either of them as successors. People were always trying to assassinate Elizabeth, even with her out having an heir. But if she named an heir and that heir already had children, particularly male children, I'm sure Elizabeth felt like people wouldn't wait for her natural death. That's probably true. Undoubtedly, Elizabeth would be shot at with arrows, flint muskets, spears, and tripped to fall into the Thames. It would be terrible. Queen Elizabeth, I believe, was a greater ruler than Catherine or Mary ever could have been. She was wise to hold her position, for I say this to you, I believe that those lords desired the other ladies to be queen, for they had not the will of our Elizabeth Regina. Elizabeth had an incredibly strong will, and she was also very effective and conscientious. She has a great discipline. She will dance for health in the morning, pray, and then she writes many letters and meets with her councilmen or ambassadors nearly every day. She spends hours reading. She is a person of seriousness and wit. In our modern day, people still use her as a model for leadership. And I recently read a list of the best leaders, and she was on it. And it spoke about how she excelled at creating a vision for her people, for the people of England, and communicating that vision to them. And that she had a powerful understanding of image, how she should present herself, and how to create herself as a symbol. But that it was ultimately about England, and it was about the people and the country and something bigger than herself. And that was why 
she was this pinnacle of leadership. I mean, she did have a queen-sized ego, but I would say in general, she used it to do something for her people instead of just for herself. And so Philadelphia, when did she use this word jangling? I must tell true, Elizabeth did not speak the word. She thought to use it in a speech when she dismissed Parliament, but then she did not. It was found much later in her papers, and you yourselves can see the draft now in the British Museum. Well, what is it she wanted to say that she decided to cut out? She said that the discussions as to the succession were lip-laboured orations out of such jangling subjects' mouths. Wow. And the lords were the jangling subjects? That is harsh. Elizabeth, she was a good writer and good at insults. That was like a Shakespearean insult, lip-labored oration. It is good, but I'm also not surprised she took it out. Maybe she decided it was going a little too far. So she used her good sense and decided to make her presentation without it. So give heed to the files. Bring some 16th century source to your vocabulary with jangling. Listen in next time. Don't miss a word. Subscribe on YouTube and give me a like.